I'm just going to have a word of prayer for us as we go into before, before the sermon. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you that despite the lockdown, despite audio not working, um, despite all our best laid plans that get cancelled, and the disappointments and the heartbreaks and the losses, despite all that, I thank you that these facts remain, that you created us, that you died for us, and that you're coming again. Help us to have these anchor facts and truths to guide us as we as we are so uncertain about our future, to know that ultimately, Father God, you are going to make all things whole and all things just. And Father, we think of those around the world who are suffering, not just from COVID, but also from political um, and uh, not just political turnovers, but just, just the threat to life. Um, there's There's been natural disasters. There's been... Um, just human rights being violated. There's so many things that are happening around the world that cause us to be sad when we turn on the news, to cause us dismay when we think about the state of the world. But help us to remember that, Father God, you do have a plan um, and you do have a purpose for us. And in those moments when we are feeling um, really discouraged, help us to remember these songs in the night, um, to have the courage to be able to uh, continue to believe in you. We pray in your son's name. Amen. So today is part three of Songs in the Night. So I've, I've, um, I've been sharing different songs, um, Christian songs that have been inspiring. And today is part three. Um, and the focus for today is when you feel far from God, when you feel far from God. As I was trying to say earlier, you know, it's, it's been a really difficult time. You know, we've, we've officially had more than 200 days, um, in lockdown here in Melbourne. Um, and it's not getting much better unfortunately. And so as, as we're going through this time, it's, you know, if you're feeling very um, down, you're feeling very tired, you are not alone. I want to, um, you know, let you know that if you are finding it difficult to cope, um, to please call Lifeline on 13 11 14. And they also have online chat services available 24 seven. So um, do take advantage of that. If you are uh, struggling to cope and you're finding it very difficult to stay uh, motivated, you can also contact um, Roy or myself, you know, um, I'm happy to, we're happy to talk with you, to pray together, because we all need each other, right? It's a difficult time, um, and we're here as a church community to support each other. The social isolation is tough for many reasons. I think one, um, you know, emotionally, mentally, it has a, a toll on us, but physically too, I don't know about you, but I'm just tired all the time, even though I'm not being that active, I think mentally it affects our physical health and also our spiritual health. You know, in 2018, Braun, um, she wrote this blog for our church website called Eight uh, Things to Do When You're Feeling Spiritually Disconnected and How You Can Have That Back. And um, here's, the, here's the link to that uh, so that you can bookmark it for later because I do want you to, to check it out. She'd share some, she shared some really practical, really uh, tested and true tips um, for reconnecting with God. But she wrote this in 2018, March, and I, was, I, I sent it out again this week because I thought you know it, it lines up with my sermon topic for today. And I, I was curious, I wonder, you know, because this is one of the top uh, most popular blogs that we have on our church website. And I just was curious, I wonder 
what the analytics looks like because um you know we have access to the Google Analytics that that looks at the the website traffic and it's very interesting to me that this blog post about feeling spiritually disconnected came at a peak you know the highest moment was in March 2020 when the pandemic started and then we have the second peak in July when the second peak of lockdown started. Um, and so I don't think it's a coincidence. I wanted to show you that graph because once again, I wanted to remind us all that we, we feel spiritually disconnected from God when we are socially disconnected from our church and from each other because God created us to be in community. Um, God created us so that, so that our love for each other and our love for God are, forms this great triangle that is we grow closer to God, we grow closer to others. As we grow closer to others, we grow closer to God. Um, and, and it's this, you know, great, uh, experience of the Holy Spirit being with us when two or three are gathered. And so it's no wonder that when we're in lockdown, we feel spiritually disconnected as well. And so once again, you know, do go back, bookmark bronze blog and have a, have a read through and, and uh, see how many you can do this week. But for today, I wanted to share with you um, a few things that have helped me when I am feeling spiritually disconnected. And so, and I'll be sharing uh, another song in the night um, that has helped me through the darkness. The first thing that really helps when I'm in a place where I feel far from God, when I'm feeling spiritually disconnected, because even though I'm a pastor, I feel that way too sometimes. The first thing to remember is that this is normal. It doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong or that God doesn't care. There are times when God does fall silent. There are times when we are in the desert. There are times when we are wondering and waiting on God. And that's actually um, something that God does quite regularly. And I believe that uh, that when you look at the stories of how God does that and when God does it, it's usually right before he's about to do something amazing. It's right before he's about to reveal himself in a really tangible, powerful, visible way. But it's hard when you're in that wilderness. It's difficult when you're in that silence, when you are waiting and wondering. I want us to remember that just like any other relationship, feelings aren't always the best motivators because feelings vary from day to day, depending on the circumstances. There are ups and downs in relationships, times when the relationship is exciting and intimate, and times when you're discussing who's taking out the rubbish. There are times in your friendship when you've got so much to talk about that time just flies, and times when you just sit in silence. There are times when I want to kiss and cuddle my boys, and times when I need a break from them, right? But in all these relationships, we don't question our love or our commitment just because some days are not as exciting as others. We don't expect every interaction to be amazing because we accept and understand that relationships take sacrifice and giving as well as receiving and that there are cycles and seasons to relationships, and this applies to our spiritual journey as well, because we seem to forget that the spiritual journey is actually a relationship with a God who has feelings and thoughts and creative ideas. And, you know, he's not just this robot or this distant being or, or even a vending machine that whenever we want, we input and then we get instant feedback. Our relationship with God is dynamic. And so he responds to us in different ways. Sometimes he surprises us delights us, perplexes us. Sometimes he draws us to our knees. 
to worship him and to get to know him better. Some days we're not going to feel like reading our Bibles or, you know, listening to a sermon or praying. But if we stop doing those things because we don't feel like it, the only natural consequence is that we're going to feel more and more disconnected from him. And so in order to, to reconnect and, and feel close to God, we need to remember that this relationship takes two participants and it takes constant, consistent commitment, just like any other relationship. And that there's going to be seasons of building and growing as well as seasons of storming where you are, you know, angry with each other and fighting and then seasons where you are able to talk it through. And as well as seasons of silence, as I said, there are appropriate times when God is silent, times when God does withdraw, times when God is waiting on us to learn something. Every follower of God has felt disconnected at some point. And the Bible is full of stories of individuals who felt far from God. For example, there's an individual named Job who experienced extreme suffering and loss and he felt completely abandoned by God. Here's an example in Job chapter 30, verse 30. He says, I cry out to you, God, but you do not answer. I stand up, but you merely look at me. You can sense, you know, as you continue to read in the book of Job, his, his extreme um, anguish at feeling abandoned and separated. And for a very long time, God doesn't say anything. And so Job's friends come by and his wife comes by and everyone comes by and, and gives him advice, unwanted, unsolicited advice, or they come and have pity on him or they come and, you know, sit with him. But, but through it all, Job doesn't sense God's presence. And so he's extremely upset. Now for the reader of Job, we actually see behind the scenes and we know that God does care. God does have a plan, but that God did intentionally pull back for a time because he wanted to see, he wanted to prove to those who accused Job of only trusting in God when things are good, only loving God when, when Job gets all his prayers answered, right? Satan had said, hey, does, does Job serve God for nothing? No, he serves you because you give him everything he wants. And God says, no, that's, you don't know my servant Job. You don't know how much his heart is pure. You don't know how much he serves me because he loves me and not because of things I do for him. And so then in order to show and prove Job's character, God says, all right, I'll allow you to take away the, the blessings I've given him, but you'll see that Job will remain true to me. And we see that, in fact, yeah, even though Job goes through extreme suffering, and even though he's very upset with God, he never forsakes God. He He's angry, but he's angry with God. And he still has this extreme moment of clarity in the midst of his suffering where he says, you know what, God, I don't understand why you're making me go through this. And I hate this, he says. I wish I were dead. He says, I hate this suffering. But I know that one day you're going to make things right. One day, he says, I know my Redeemer lives. And one day I will see him in my flesh, right? He understands right now in my life, I might not see the good ending. But he knows that one day when he is resurrected, he says, I will see God face to face. And in that day, my Redeemer will reveal all things to me. And indeed, when you read through the rest of the book of Job, you see that God does answer him. God does speak. But not for a while. There is silence for a very long time. Another example, when 
Jesus was on the cross, he quoted this song. Um, and I say song because the book of Psalms is actually just um, a collection of songs. We have the lyrics. We don't have the original music um, for it, but it used to be sung. All the words used to be sung back in the day. And Jesus knew this song very well. And when he was on the cross and when he was in great anguish, he quoted this song. Psalm chapter 22, verse 1 and 2. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. Because even Jesus on the cross felt separated from God, right? Even though he was with God from the beginning, even though he he. Uh, in, in the triune God of God, the Holy Spirit, God, the Father, God, God, the Son, even though three of them were together in eternity at the moment on the cross for the first time in eternity, Jesus felt far from God, the Father. He felt separated from him. And so he quoted this song, right? He quoted that first line because he didn't have the breath to be able to quote the whole thing. So how did Jesus, how did Job, how did all the, and, you, and there are so many other examples in the Bible, how did they endure the darkness of the night? How did they endure the silence of God? How did they endure those moments of suffering when they felt so disconnected from God? And not just suffering. There were, there were times when, when individuals in the Bible, they weren't suffering, but they were just ex- experiencing mental and emotional disconnect. Um, and, and they were experiencing that, that spirit that I think a lot of us are in right now, which is maybe we're not technically suffering physically, or maybe we're not suffering financially, but it's the suffering of the soul where we are so weary. And individuals like that in the Bible, how did they endure? If you keep reading in Psalm chapter 22, the original writer of the book of Psalm, this is how they found comfort. They felt separated from God, but they still remembered, yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. In you our ancestors put their trust. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. And you can read the rest of the uh, book of Psalm um, later. And it's amazing when you read the whole chapter, you realize that Jesus actually quoted the first line, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And the last line, it is finished. Um, and and, when you, and you, when you read Psalm 22 and the other Psalms, right? A lot of the Psalms are like this. It starts out with that cry of God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you far from me? But still there is this song of faith yet. Still, I will trust in you because I look back and I remember what you've done in the past in my life and in the lives of those that have followed you and and have been faithful to you before. Memory is so important, you know, remembering and and. Thinking of the stories of how God has led us is so important. And last week when we had our Thanksgiving service, after the, the live stream on YouTube, um, many of you joined us on Zoom, where we were sharing stories of how God has blessed us, how the church has impacted us, how the community has lifted us up over the years. And oh man, those stories and, and the spirit that was there um, kept me going for days. 
Because there's something special about Thanksgiving and looking back and remembering and being able to recognize and acknowledge that God has been good in the past. It gives us strength and hope for the future. So that no matter how dire our circumstances may be at the present time, we can have hope that one day we will experience the goodness of God again. This is Mark Hall. He's a youth pastor in the U.S., and he's also the lead vocalist for a Christian music group called Casting Crowns. And um, in 2015, he went to the doctor because he was having some acid reflux and some stomach issues, um, did some tests, and then he had to go to a funeral. So he was at the funeral when his doctor texted him and said, call me right away. You know, that's not good news. So then um, Mark, after the funeral ended, called his doctor, who was a good friend of his as well. And the doctor said, I have some bad news. There's a tumor the size of your kidney in your kidney. Now, when Mark heard this, he heard it as a death sentence. And it completely floored him. And um, he just thought to himself, how do I tell my family? He did tell his wife, but he didn't tell the children. He just played with them like normal. He went to Bible study and pretended like everything was normal. And he just for days went on like this, feeling extremely, um, on the one hand, angry with God. On the other hand, really confused. Why was this happening to him, right? And oh, he also felt really he just wanted to shut away from the world. He didn't want to tell anyone. And he wrote this, um, these lines in a journal. No one would blame you, though, if you cried in private, if you tried to hide it away so no one knows, no one will see if you stop believing. He tried to keep it from everyone, but eventually he needed surgery. And he needed a month to recover from the surgery, so he had to tell. He, he told his children, he told his church, he told his band. But after he told them, he, he withdrew so that um, he didn't have to interact with anyone. And for weeks, he felt like God had abandoned him. He was still having to do these concerts. Um, and two weeks before the surgery, he was, he was performing at a concert. And he was singing the words. But, you know, the, the crowd is being moved by the words, but he felt nothing. And it's ironic because one of the songs he had to sing, um, it's called Voice of Truth, which is actually one of my favorite songs by Casting Crowns. Um, it's a song that I often listen to. And the lyric says this, Oh, what I would do to have the kind of faith it takes to climb out of this boat I'm in, onto the crashing waves, to step out of my comfort zone, into the realm of the unknown, where Jesus is, and he's holding out his hand. But the waves are calling out my name and they laugh at me, reminding me of all the times I've tried before and failed. The waves, they keep on telling me time and time again, boy, you'll never win. You'll never win. But the voice of truth tells me a different story. The voice of truth says, do not be afraid. The voice of truth says, this is for my glory. Out of all the voices calling out to me, I will choose to listen and believe the voice of truth. Now, Mark is singing this song, and it means absolutely nothing to him. And he feels like a complete hypocrite. And um, each of these songs that he's written usually has a story behind him. But the next song in the lineup was a song called Just Be Held. 
And、um, Mark said he wrote that a few years before, but he didn't have a particular story for that one. And in fact, he never quite knew why he wrote it. So the band starts playing. There's no time to think, and he starts singing the song. But as he sang that song, it was as if he was hearing these words for the very first time. The words that said, "There's freedom in surrender." When you're on your knees, and answers seem so far away, you're not alone. Stop holding on, and just be held. And as he sang this song, Mark realized that this song was exactly what he needed in that moment. Even though he had written it two years before, he had sang it many times before, but for the very first time, it meant something to him. And so, after that concert, he made the decision to go public with the news that he had his cancer diagnosis. And so, then he, after that, gave interviews and and、um, asked for prayers and and the outpouring of love and support he received from the public and from his church and his band, etc.,、um, where he allowed himself to be held, where he allowed himself to be vulnerable. He said, really helped him through that time. He also read this psalm, a psalm that I also love. It's in it's in、um, it's Psalm chapter forty two, and I'm going to read it in entirety to you. Just really focus on the words. It says, "As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, 'Where is your God?'" These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one, with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me; therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan. The heights of Hermon, from Mount Mitzar. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day the Lord directs His love. At night His song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my Rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me. Saying to me all day long, "Where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior, my God." I love this psalm, and and Mark, as he read it, it, it touched him deeply because our soul longs for God the way that the deer pants for water. Right. If you've ever felt really thirsty, and and you're in your soul thirsty for that water, that's sometimes how our soul feels. It feels so dry. Our spirit feels so bone dry, and we long for that time of refreshing. We long for God and the Holy Spirit to fill us, to rejuvenate us, to give us that that living purpose and joy and peace once more. And 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 this and I love how the psalmist, in the midst of his dryness, in the midst of his silence and the darkness and and turmoil, that he's able to say, "But I still hope, right? I still hope. I still believe that God is the rock. When the waters are are, are sweeping over me, and when I'm feeling overwhelmed, that God is the rock that I can cling to, 
Even though the enemies are saying, where is your God? Even though everyone is taunting you saying, oh yeah? You know, if you believe in this God, how come you're going through difficult times? Even though those voices are in our heads, that we're able to still trust in Him. Mark read this and was very inspired by this psalm, how, how the psalmist is actually speaking to himself, right? He says, Oh my soul, why are you downcast? And he realized that sometimes we do have to speak truth to ourselves. How sometimes we have to say it out loud, right? To, 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 to remind ourselves of the truth that God is still there, even though he feels so distant. And as a result of this, um, you know, cancer diagnosis and, and this psalm and everything that he experienced, Mark wrote this song called Oh My Soul. And because of copyright, I can't play it for you. So I'm going to put the link on the screen. Um, and I've got just the, the lyrics without the song for those of you who just want to look at the lyrics. But I want to encourage you in a moment to 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 actually take the, take the four minutes to listen to this song um, right now. So just scan the QR code that's... Um, put, um, I've been listening to this song a lot over the past few weeks. Um, I first discovered it because someone had emailed something and I, I um, listened to the song and I loved it because it was exactly what I needed to hear in that moment. And you know, um, a few few weeks ago when I was feeling particularly miserable, um, I don't even remember what happened, honestly. And it doesn't even matter because these days it doesn't take much. Um, but I was feeling, you know, a lot of, of um, self-pity and I received a random uh, Facebook message from a random person I haven't seen or talked to in a very long time. Someone I'm not that close to, but someone I know, but um, it was very random. And she sent me this Facebook message. It said, it had a little Bible verse, As for you, O Lord, you will not restrain your mercy from me. Your steadfast love and your faithfulness will ever preserve me. Psalm 40, verse 11. And the message said, Daughter, I know. I know. It is not I who whispers you are alone. It is not I who whispers no one sees you, cares about you, loves you. Daughter, I do not delight to see you in pain, to see you suffering. Your heart cries out in its weariness, in its grief. And, O oh, child, I pick it up. I lift you up, child. I do not leave you sitting there hopeless. I do not leave you there crying in an empty room. I feel the space in your heart that feels like breaking. I know you want circumstances to change. I know you are frustrated and impatient. After all, you have been waiting so long. But my plan is not to bring suffering. If there is pain in a moment, in a situation, no child, I can break through and be a beacon in the midst of it all. I hear your prayers. I know your desires and pleas. I know you. Trust me now. And when I got this message, I, I messaged her back and I said, Did you write that for me? Because it felt like exactly what I needed to hear. It felt almost like she had read my thoughts and was responding. And um, she she replied and said that God had put it on her heart to share it with me, that um, it turns out that it was actually a devotional, um, a women's devotional that she saw and God prompted her to send it to me. And this is something that happens to me often as well, where a name or a face pops up while I'm praying, and I know that God wants me to reach that person. And I've learned over the years not to ignore God's prompting because sometimes God speaks through people, right? He uses us to reach out to each other. 
Sometimes he uses a song, and I've really enjoyed doing these uh, series of songs in the night with you. Like I said, today's the last one. I've really enjoyed looking at these songs and, and, and how they speak to us, how God speaks to us through these songs. Sometimes God uses a Bible verse, um, a Bible verse that you've heard somewhere, perhaps one that you've memorized. Sometimes God speaks through a rainbow, a bush, a bird. He even makes the rocks cry out to tell us that we are not alone. And the question is, are we listening and expecting God to speak? Are we spending time listening to Him or are we busy drowning out the voices with our own thoughts and the distractions of the voices of others? I want to invite you to another Bible reading plan. I know we've done a few over the various lockdowns. This one is called um, Come Alive. And it starts tomorrow. It's a seven-day devotional plan for just get us through this week. And it's looking at one of the most fascinating Bible passages in the Bible. There's a passage in the Bible about how God brings to life a valley of dry bones. It, it is, when you read it, it is, it is, um, it needs to be like a movie because it's, 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 um, it is such a fascinating passage about how, yeah, there's a valley of dry bones and God brings it to life and it becomes an army of living. And, um, this, this devotional plan goes through this passage in the Bible and reminds us that just as Jesus resurrected from the dead, um, he can bring to life the stoniest of hearts and the driest of spirits. So I would love you to join me in this journey for the seven days. It starts tomorrow and we'll go till next Sabbath. Um, join me in, in going through this day by day and asking God to breathe life back into our lives during this time when everything feels hard. If you're having trouble with this QR link, just send me a text message saying that you want to join this and I'll send you a direct link. You can click on your phone to join um, this Bible reading plan with me. Also, if you missed it earlier, here is the link again to Bron's uh, blog, Eight Things to Do When Feeling Spiritually Disconnected, but you want to get that feeling again. See how many of these eight things you can do this week. Um, some of those things you're, you're already doing, like one of the f- things is to, um, to go to church, and here you are on live stream, and I hope you can join us on Zoom in a minute. But yeah, there, these, these are things that will help us to, um, to, to feel that connectedness once more. But again, as I said, even if, even if you do all these eight things, you might still feel far from God, but that doesn't mean He is far. It doesn't mean that He doesn't love us. Like I said, sometimes that there's a greater purpose to God putting us in the wilderness, having us in, in, in the mouth of the cave, waiting for us to come to a place of stillness where we can really seek God really know what's going on in our hearts and where God can really reveal something to us. Next week, I'm going to share truths to live by. If you've ever wondered, what are we living for? You know, what's the, what's the purpose of life? And how can we live with meaning even during lockdowns and the pandemic and everything that's happening around the world? Next week, I want to share with you some of these truths that, that we get to experience and understand in, in these silent moments. Um, when it comes down to it all, right? You, you take all the distractions away. What is life really about? So I hope you can join us for that. And I hope you can join us on Zoom. Um, this is our Zoom meeting ID, and you can message us on Facebook for the password, where I really want to, we would love for you to come and 
you know, it's a time for us to share and pray with each other. Um, typically we do discussion time after the sermon at, at our church. Um, it's something that we do want to bring back. And so I hope you can join us on Zoom and, um, you know, we'll talk about how we can resume discussion time um, as, as hopefully lockdown eases as well. But please join us. We would love to see you. And I pray that as you go through the darkness and the silence and, and the disconnect that you're feeling because of everything that's happening in your life and around the world, I hope the songs in the night and the promises of God's word bring you comfort and hope and strength. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us these songs in the night. Thank you for giving us revelations and comfort and words that strengthen us, whether it's through songs or your word or other people or nature or random things that you that you put in our in our path during the day to show us that you do care, even if it doesn't feel like it at the time. And Father, I pray that we would be listening and looking for those signs, listening and, and looking for your communication to us about the truths that you want us to live by. And I pray that as we go through another week of lockdown, uh, whether we're in Melbourne or elsewhere, that whatever troubles we're in, that we will cling to your promise that you will make all things whole and that there are things we can do now to be a blessing to others and to, to find joy and peace through you. So I pray for your Holy Spirit to give us times of refreshing and to refresh our hearts so that we can really um, be that fountain of living water that blesses others. I pray in your son's name. Amen.